And welcome to season three of the JKR podcast presented by JKR Baseball. My name is Jay Shriglin and I will be your host. We're excited to continue the JKR podcast with season three of episodes. This season, we are expecting many great series with top-tier travel organizations across the country, while we also spotlight commits, collegiate, and professional players from across the United States. It is our goal to be the player's platform for all of prep baseball. As we continue to do this, make sure to stay on top of the J-Care podcast episodes, but also tune into the other features that J-Care Baseball presents. That includes blogs like the lineup card written by John Sparacco, player-based events like Battle of Indiana, Summit City Baseball Academy, and other events being announced very, very soon. With Season 3, that comes two new programs for athletes to enjoy. Those are the JKR Brand Ambassador Program and the JKR Athlete Creators Program. To stay on top of all these features, check out jkrpodcast.com to learn more. I genuinely appreciate everything you guys have done for me and the JKR brand over the past two years, and I hope to continue to build both the JKR brand and the game of baseball for years to come. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode sponsor is Mind Baseball, located in Dallas, Texas. Their bats are made from 100% European beech wood, which allows for more density, which then leads to more power. I mean, who doesn't want more power? We all know chicks dig the long ball. Multiple studies prove that beech outperforms maple, birch, and ash that you're probably used to swinging. Beech wood straight grains mean for less breaks, and Mind Baseball exceeds the MLB regulations in that category. Are you also frustrated with seeing the dried paint spots on your barrel? Mind Baseball uses a family secret technique that leaves a perfect finish every time. If you set their bat next to another brand, you will make sure that you see the difference. Lastly, they also use a built-in grip to reduce vibrations. It is the same technology that is used to reduce recoil in rifles. Make sure to check them out. Go find them on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, on Instagram, their username is at mine, M-I-N-E, baseball. Check them out, but let's dig into today's episode. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have Raw Sports Management Intern, Mercer Baseball Analysis, and MLB Draft Expert, Asad Earl, on the JKR Podcast to discuss this year's 2024 MLB Draft and beyond that, a few other things as well within his career. But Asad, pumped to get you here on the show. I know we connected there a while back. Um, you know, pumped to finally get this rolling. How are you doing here this morning? Man, I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Chase. It's uh, it's opening day here in Macon, so so I can't complain about anything. Yeah, for sure. Opening day across college baseball. I'm excited here. You know, once we hop off, I'm gonna have to go ESPN Plus. Go watch number twelve Duke take on my Indiana Hoosiers. It got my boy Braden Reisdorf on the mound. Pretty excited to see how he goes about it today here for opening day. Um, and then I know we talked a little bit about uh, you know just that whole lineup there, Indiana baseball as well, just absolutely loaded there. I know you know we'll talk about Carter Matheson here in a little bit, but you know super pumped to get the season started okay. and seeing you know how how all these uh, prospects that you know I've talked to all the prospects I'm sure that you've evaluated in the past as well. Um, just kind of seeing how they get their season started, but. Um, you know, before we do dig into the baseball side, obviously I want to dig into your internship there. I want to dig into Mercer being a Mercer baseball analysis. Then we will dig into the whole player evaluation side, talking about the 2024 draft. Before we do that, I got one question I'd like to ask everybody to get the podcast started. And that is for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Asad Earl? Yeah, so I am uh, 
a 19 year old from Atlanta, Georgia, um, who is, uh, some might say too, too invested in the game of baseball. Um, that's, that's all I think about. That's all I do. So, um, that might be off putting for some, but you know, for others, I think that's, that's a draw. All right. So uh, I guess kind of throwing it back there a little bit, obviously you are from Georgia, one of the biggest baseball hotspots there, especially the years recent, you know, with Drew Jones, Kim Kyle, all those different guys coming out of the state. Um, kind of take us through, you know, before getting to Mercer, take us through that baseball upbringing, you know, where did that passion for the game come from? Was it playing high school ball, travel baseball, whatever, kind of take us through where that baseball upbringing and that passion for the game came from. Yeah. So I grew up playing, you know, little league ball. Um, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up, but, um, you know, baseball was just one that kind of stood out to me. Uh, and then once I got into middle school and started tra playing travel ball, um, that's it. The passion just grew from there, you know, just, just traveling every weekend, you know, getting around the boys. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't trade any of those experiences for the world. And so, you know, that's, that's the background, you know, playing wise. And um, that, that kind of just led me into when I got done playing, like I just wanted to stick around the game. So you talk a little bit about those experiences there. Obviously you said you hit middle school, you hit high school, you're going, you're hanging around the boys going out. I'm sure you're traveling a little bit, obviously not traveling as much as most people because tra tra travel baseball is kind of the heart there in Atlanta. But uh um, you know, earlier when we hopped on the phone, I know you said you reached out to Max Clark. You know, you have a relationship with Ajay. I'm sure there's a lot of other guys that either I've talked to or, you know, are top draft prospects or top prospects across the country that you've been able to build relationships with. Kind of take us through that. You know, what are some of those relationships you've been able to build through travel baseball? Where do you see some of those guys at now? What's kind of that looking like? Yeah, so obviously with with Ajay, um, you know, Tri-State uh, scout team now, Artillery just a great program you know so many guys out of there and he's he's a guy who really like took me under his wing in a sense kind of from the time I was maybe 13 years old so you know that's a guy who I, I really look up to really respect you know a lot and then with you know Max kind of just growing up playing around the or playing on the same kinds of teams having mutual friends um, and just you know getting close with him and he's a guy who you know I'll talk to him every day um really try to support him, you know, just in his career. And then, you know, we got guys, um, I want to give a shout out to, to a guy who I've got a little bit of a relationship with. He's going through the draft process right now, uh, PJ Morlando. Um, Cause you know, it's, it's a big spring for him. So I'm just excited to see how that plays out. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's a, I could, I could name, you know, another 50 guys for you, but um, those are, those are just some guys who stand out. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I got to give huge props for both Ajay and Max there. Um, Max was kind of like the first baseball prospect that I interviewed. So uh, obviously his following, his support of the podcast, like I, I'm super grateful for everything that he's been able to do to kind of help me, you know, get connected. You know, he was at my event there last year. Um, you know, definitely, you no, know, definitely grateful for Max. And then again, Ajay, super grateful for him, for him. He's always throwing me guys yeah. to interview. Um, like I said, I'm going to see him next week in there in Hoover, probably when this episode drops, I'll be driving in the middle of the night in the dark, um, getting down there to Hoover, Alabama, but, uh, um, no, super thankful for those guys. And, you know, again, you talk sure. about PJ, um, you know, definitely excited to kind of see where he goes yeah. this year, um, in that draft, but <laughs> kind of moving on from that, obviously, you know. In your freshman year there at Mercer, again, opening day here today, 
kind of take us through, you know, where do you get connected with that Mercer baseball team? I guess, where does that come from with the job role, how maybe it's evolved since joining the, joining the squad kind of take us through that whole process and that experience so far there with Mercer baseball. Yeah. So the connection um, comes from one of my bosses at raw, who's been, he's been great to me, uh, David Ramsey and he and our, uh, our pitching coach, they, uh, they had a relationship. And when I told uh, David that I was going to be coming to Mercer, he, uh, he ended up putting in a word for me, kind of getting me set up, um, you know, to, uh, to work with the team in, in some role. They didn't know what I was going to be doing. They just knew I was, I was going to be around the team. And then just through that kind of building a relationship with coach Gordon and the rest of the staff, we've kind of carved out a little role for me, just uh, as an analyst working with the pitching staff and just trying to um, help support our, our director of analytics, Garrett Kemp, as well as coach Gordon, just on their everyday activities. Okay, so were you were you a pitcher growing up? Uh, I pitched a little bit. Um, unfortunately, not as much as I'd like due to Tommy John and some other injuries. Um, but I, I played a little bit of shortstop kind of growing up. And then once I got to high school, I was a, a PO a little bit. Okay, all right. So, uh, you know, you mentioned raw sports management. Again, I believe that was, I think that's how I got connected, how I kind of came across your page. I can't exactly remember, but... Um, kind of take us through, you know, that role again, how you got connected with them, kind of what your job there is as well. Um, how maybe it interacts with this compared to doing player evaluations there on the social media side on Twitter. Um, kind of take us through um that experience with Raw. Yeah. So I started kind of when I had uh Tommy John, I just started, you know, I was always a guy who, you know, read a little bit too much of of the drive line and tread. Uh, stuff on on social media you know so I, I kind of had some buddies who were like hey man like can you break down some video for me you know um and and things like that and I was just like hey you know maybe I'll I'll start putting this on on social media so I started tweeting a little bit um just you know sitting around bored hurt I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on Twitter here so I ended up doing that and um that kind of led me into breaking down draft prospects and, you know, I was doing that and ended up getting connected with Anthony Aloisi, who is the uh, scouting director at Raw. And he's a guy who uh, he ran the analytics in the um, Mariners organization for a number of years before he scouted with uh, the Oakland Athletics. So he's just, you know, got a wealth of knowledge and he ended up bringing me in in the uh, summer of 2022 to start helping out on projects, start help evaluating players. And, you know, that relationship has kind of just blossomed from there. Okay. So, uh, obviously, you're working on the team side there at Mercer, working on the agent side there at Raw. Um, you know, lots of great experiences so far, especially for being a freshman in college. Kind of take us through, you know, what is that plan, maybe some of those goals long-term when it comes to maybe where you see yourself at within your baseball career? Yeah. So, I mean, the ultimate goal for me is, you know, I'd, I'd love to run a draft for a, for a major league team one day. Um you know, I love evaluating players. That's, that's the goal. That's the passion. And, you know, I'm just like every day I'm kind of, you know, blessed, shocked, surprised, you know, that I've kind of been able to build, you know, a little bit of a, a career, you know, so to speak at, at such a young age. And I think that's like, you know, really similar to what you've done just with the, you know, podcast and building that platform and just, uh, you know, being a young guy in baseball, that's uh, just a great experience to have. Yeah, of course. Tough industry to get into. You definitely got to yeah. got, gotta get going young when it comes to that. But 
Um, you know, so you, you talk about how you got connected with Raw. You said it was one of the guys who was in the Mariners organization for a while who got connected you there. Obviously, lots of great mentors there in that Mercer baseball program, I'm sure, as well. Um, kind of take us through, you know, who, who are maybe some of those guys so far in your young in your young professional career that you've maybe looked up to, have helped you out along the way? Kind of take us yeah. through who some of those mentors could be. Yeah, so one who jumps to mind immediately is Chris McAlpin, who's the uh, um, Southeast Area Scout for the uh, Los Angeles Angels. And he's somebody who took me like under his wing immediately when I started going out to games. Like he, he gets me into ballparks. He freaking like gets me lineups, all this other stuff. You know, he'll talk to me, send me texts, check in, see how I'm doing. Like just a guy who's, who's really, who's really mentored me in a lot of different ways. And then, uh, you know, Zach Scott, um, who was the GM of the Mets. Um, he's, he's somebody who I look up to in a lot of different ways. And then, uh, Obviously, all of the guys at Raw, all of the guys on our staff here at Mercer. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I have some friends. You know, Mason McRae is a good one. He's, he's a buddy of mine who I, uh, I definitely look up to a little bit. He's, uh, he's with the uh, Red Sox now as an amateur scouting assistant. So I'm just – I'm really proud of what he's doing. Okay, awesome. Uh, I kind of want to transition here to more of the evaluation side. Again, obviously, we're going to be talking about the 2024 draft prospects. We got some guys listed that we want to talk about, do a couple other fun things there at the end as well. But before that, I kind of want to dig into maybe your evaluation process. Again, you're a former pitcher there in high school. I'm sure you look at pitchers different than you do hitters, like, you know, vice versa if you were a hitter. Um, kind of take us through your evaluation process. You're going, you're looking at film, or maybe, you know, maybe there's some other stuff that you're looking at first. Who knows? Um, you know, let's say you're going about putting some guy on Twitter, wanting to write up a scouting report on him. Kind of take us through that evaluation process, getting maybe how it differs from pitchers to hitters, maybe differences between high school and college as well. Take us through that evaluation process. Yeah, so there's, I think, a lot of common, you know, threads between evaluating a pitcher and a hitter. Um, you know, obviously, at the at the core of it, you're looking for athletes with great bodies, right? You know, you want a guy who's, um, you know, a great runner, um, you know, great, great jumper, great mover, you know, whatever it may be. And a guy who's, you know, got the body to play major league baseball, which is not an easy thing to do, you know? Um, and, you know, obviously I'm partial, but, you know, I like left-handed bats. I like left-handed arms. So, you know, there's definitely some, some ways that the evaluation process kind of lines up, you know, across different populations. Um, but, you know, just getting into pitchers, you know, I'm looking for guys who, you know, have, have good arm actions, attack with the fastball, um, have an off-speed pitch. Uh, usually with, with draft guys, I'm looking for at least one above average or better off-speed pitch or breaking ball. Um, and then with hitters, it's, you know, the swing, you know, how's, how's, the, um, how's the athleticism? You know, what's the, what's the bat speed look like? Um, and then, you know, once you get into college, it's more um, – performance um, driven in a sense, right? Like, does this guy control the zone? You know, what does the exit velocity profile look like? What does the stuff look like? More so than the profile, you know, you're, you're now looking at, you know, what is, the, what is the performance? Or what is the output, I guess, is a better word. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was kind of, kind of making that to, uh, 
you know, to these 2024 MLB draft prospects again. I know we got some guys listed. Again, there's going to be some other things there at the end that we'll dig into. But, um, you know, you sent me over a couple names. Uh, we'll kind of go through, kind of maybe go through just your player evaluation of them, where you kind of see them on your draft board. I was looking through your Twitter the other day, saw that you got, got some draft boards listed that are going pretty deep here at the moment. Um, and then maybe even your uh, expectations for them this spring as well. Maybe some other things you want to add in. Um, first off, Caleb Bonimer, Michigan kid. Um, kind of take us through, you know, what your thoughts are on him. Yeah, so obviously with Bonimer, that's a guy, um, you know, from AJ's organization, um, going back to that connection. But, um, you know, he's a guy who I saw this summer at PDP, and he really stood out as a guy. Um, you know, the bat is really special. Um, it's it's power to all fields. You know, there's a field to hit, and he's shown the hit tool in game, which is something that um, with, a, with a lot of the top-end high school bats, um, you know, you don't normally see the hit tool come so soon. And, you know, I talked to a number of scouts and evaluators kind of across, you know, Major League Baseball. And what stood out to me was kind of coming out of that PG National um, event, there were, there were maybe two or three people who told me he's, he was the real 1-1 one, one guy in the class. Um, and that's over guys like, you know, J.J. Weatherholt, Connor Griffin, um, and, and, you know, just with the profile of being, you know, a shortstop plus athlete, hit tool, you know, power, all being present, you know, I really, I really buy into that. Um, I think I've got him at number six right now. I think he's my second high school player uh, on the board. All right. And then uh, I guess kind of stick it on the hitting side here. Um, Kale Fountain, another guy, he's actually a J-Care podcast guest, had him on uh, 2023 summer. Um, I know he played for USA Prime, one of the better better players in the Midwest entirely. Kind of take us through, um, again, your ex your evaluation of him, maybe your expectations you have for him this spring. Kind of take us through Kale Fountain as well. Yeah, so Kale's a guy who, I mean, he's he's a big body kid, right? 6'5", 230, um, and he can run. He can run, he can jump. You know, he can change direction. Um, you know, he's smooth at third base. Um, you know, I think he's I think he's got the athleticism to stick there. You know, he's got the arm to stick there. Um, I'm just not sure if he's going to be able to, you know, or if he's going to end up growing off the position, which is, you know, something that, you know, I think would lead him into into the outfield where I think he'd be an above average, you know, player at, at a corner spot at the very least. But, you know, it's. It's plus size, plus that plus athleticism with, you know, power to all fields, you know, a quick bat. Um, you know, he's he's lining it up, man. He is. Yeah. No, I uh I was so sucker. So, so obviously, you know, Kale and I, we have a good relationship. You know, every time we see each other at the field, we'll say, you know, what's up to each other. You know, I, this past year I was at the WWBA, though the one in Atlanta. And uh, you know, obviously, you know, those games are spread across the entire state. Um, I'm going to East Cop. I know USA Prime's playing like 15, 20 minutes away. So I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta head over there. Walking up to the field, Brian Sikowski. I'm sure you've probably heard that yes. name before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Brian good. and I have a good relationship as well. But I'm walking up. Brian comes up to me and goes, Hey man, you just missed an absolute bomb by Kale Fountain. I'm like, man, like damn it. Couldn't have just couldn't have left an inning earlier of the previous game and go go watch him hit a ball, hit a hit a ball a long way. But uh um no, I'm excited to see where Kale, how Kale Spring goes, whether he ends up at LSU, whether he ends up getting drafted this summer. I'm excited to see where his career goes. But, um, you know, as we go through this list, 
Are you one to do player comps as well? Or is that something you want to do? I'm not sure if you're a big believer in that or not, but. I usually, I usually stay away from player comps until like once we get kind of up to the draft. I don't like to, the one thing I don't want to do is box a guy in, right? You know, no player is, is you know, one thing, right? They're, yeah. they're multiple, um, you know, guys, guys are unique. And, and I try not to take away from that. Okay. Yeah. I, I had to ask because I wasn't sure. Like, I know there's, there's yeah. some mixed, there's mixed, mixed uh, feelings there on yes, player. Comps. So like definitely. I said, one, wanted to make sure we asked first, but uh, you know, kind of sticking here in the Midwest, moving a couple States over Tyler Bell. I know he was there at the PBR all American game. I've seen some good things on him as well. Don't know too much about him, but again, obviously if we're talking about him, he's doing something right. So uh, yes. take us through your thoughts there on Tyler Bell. Yeah, so Tyler Bell is somebody who I'm really, really excited about. Um, he's a guy who, you know, switch hitter. And what's intriguing to me is his blast motion profile is one of the best in the country on both sides of the plate. So he's a guy who you take him, you know, right-handed, and he's up there, you know, in the 90, you know, first percentile or something like that. And then you take him on the left side, and he's, you know, he's, you know, the same, if not better. And that's, that's something that I just haven't found, you know, at any point looking at guys. And then that's coupled with, you know, he's a guy who is a very good athlete who plays the shortstop position well. And, you know, the ball comes off his bat, you know, pretty um, at a pretty impressive rate um, just for being a guy who's, who's kind of still growing into his frame in a sense. And so that's, that's a profile that I like, you know, on day one, you know, first round. Um, you know, if it if it all comes together this spring. Yeah. And uh, moving one state over, Joey Aoki, another, I believe, uh, what is he? Sure. You know, right handed pitcher. Uh, right pitcher. Yeah. I, again, I don't I don't know too much about Aoki, so I had to double check down on his PG PBR profile. But um, get another Midwest guy there. Kind of take us through, uh, you know, your thoughts on Aoki. Yeah. So he's uh, an Iowa commit. Obviously, they've done a, a great job with pitching lately. Um, you know, you've got. Brady Brecht, Marcus Morgan coming out of there this year. And, you know, if he makes it to campus, I think he'll be next in line. Um, but I think that's a, that's a pretty small chance. Um, just considering you've got a guy who is, you know, a great athlete, a great mover on the mound, um, you know, up to 96, I believe he'll hold in that mid nineties um, area with the fastball. And then, um, you know, I think he's got the best slider sweeper in the class. You know, it's it's two pitch uh, primarily right now, but it's just like the profile is it's really good. It's a really good profile. You know, um, he's on the younger end of, of the class and, you know, it's a, a six two body. Um, you know, he's got some strength to him and and it's a guy who, you know, again, the, those high school right handed pitchers are definitely risky. But, you know, with the right organization, um, I think he's a guy who could you know, really get to a special kind of point in his, uh, in his career. Yeah, for sure. And another pitcher there um, in the Midwest, Ryan Sloan, he's another podcast guest, you know, he's, okay. um, okay. he was one of my favorite interviews, very, very mature, um, was nice to talk to pretty, pretty easygoing guy, even connects me with his pitching trainers as well. Um, so, you know, i got a special plate in my heart there for, uh, for Ryan Sloan. Again, he's another guy I'm very excited for, um, you know, got to take us through your evaluation on him as well. Yeah. So he's, uh, you know, 6'4", 6'5", 220, um, you know, right-handed pitcher, easy delivery, right? Mid-90s um, with the sinker, two-seam. 
you know, he's getting it. He's getting it arm side for sure. He's definitely getting it arm side. And then, you know, he'll sweep the, he'll sweep the slider, you know, 12 to 15 inches. Right. Um, I've seen him throw, throw a change up, um, you know, good, good, good profile all around, very well-rounded, um, you know, definitely a guy who I think is a starter at the next level. Um, and, you know, there's, there's just not many guys who you go and you look and they're, you know, 18 years old, they can spin the breaking ball in the mid eight or the low eighties, you know, they can attack you with the fastball and, you know, they've got that, that starter frame. Mm-hmm. So rounding off the high school side here, again, we got a couple of college guys, but rounding off the high school side, Tyson Lewis, another guy that you wanted to talk about, take us through what's that evaluation there on Lewis. Yeah. So Tyson is a guy who I really, really liked at easy or, uh, PDP, PDP. Um, he was he was really great with the bat. I mean, it's a guy who, again, going back, is a great athlete who plays shortstop, premium position. Who's he's got power, a ton of power, um, more than people give him credit for. You know, better athlete than people give him credit for as well. Um, and he's a he's a guy who, again, he's a guy who showed a hit tool. Um, you know, against really good competition at um, a USA baseball event. And, you know, I'm, I'm very excited to see how he performs this spring. All right. Moving into the college side, first off, Carter Matheson, you know, at the time of this interview, they're getting started here at 11 a.m. So uh, they're probably about probably in the second inning already of their opening day game. Um, yeah, yeah. Take, us, take us through that evaluation there on Matheson. He's been pretty fun to watch these first two years here in Bloomington. Get another guy I'm super excited for to be watching at uh, at Bart Kaufman Stadium every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, seeing him put some balls out of the yard. Take us through your evaluation on Matheson. Yeah, so Matheson is a guy who, you know, left-handed bat. Um, he he does damage, you know, to the baseball. Um, great exit velocity profiles. Um, and he can he commands the zone, right? He commands the zone. He doesn't whiff uh, much. He doesn't chase much. Um, you know, and those are those are the high, or those are the college bats who I like, um, the guys who do damage and control the zone. Um, just the thing with him is, I know he went to the Cape this past summer and he had some struggles. Um, so I think he's gonna have to he's gonna have to do something this spring to kind of overcome that and kind of get to his upside. Um, just as far as the draft is concerned. But he's a guy who, you know, I think if he goes out and performs this spring, he could be looking at uh, being in a really good position kind of moving forward. Okay. So you bring up Cape Cod League. Obviously, you know, that's the summer league that everyone talks about, that every scout, every advisor they're going to, they're watching their guys. But beyond that, there's some other good college baseball leagues out there when it comes to summer ball. Take us through maybe who, what are some of those other leagues that um, if a player's playing it, you're paying really close attention to what they're doing? So typically um, – as far as college summer ball, um, the New England League, the Cape, um, those are the main two that I'm kind of I'm kind of tracking, as well as just the USA Baseball events. Um, just with with other leagues, you know, you've got the draft league um, that's new, um, but with other leagues, um, usually it's just player to player as far as overall um, with the leagues, right? So just uh, you know, if there's a guy who I've seen, you know, in the spring at um, I know there was a there was a kid at Troy who I saw who I know he went to. Uh, I think he played he played somewhere in the uh, either Northeast or Midwest. I know it wasn't the New England or the Cape, and I kind of I kind of followed along with him a little bit. 
So usually it's, it ends up being more player to player. And then kind of just once we get into the fall, um, you know, you, you start hearing things from scouts, you start seeing, you know, data, um, performance, and that's kind of when, when I start just tracking the overall. Okay. All right. So rounding off the player evaluation side here, Luke Sinar, guy who was supposed to be the Friday night guy here for IU last year, sadly, at the end of the season, um, had a little bit of drawback there with the injury. Um, so I guess two-parter question there, obviously beyond the evaluation, what does a, I believe it was Tommy John, what type of injury going through that surgery, how does that affect a guy's draft stock going into his draft year? Yeah. So, I mean, a good example would just be a guy like um, Peyton Paulette or, or Jackson Wiggins, guys who, who missed time with Tommy John were still, uh, they were still day one, day one uh, picks when it was, it was all said and done. So I kind of think uh, Sennard falls into a similar category with those guys. Um, but just like with his profile, it's, you know, you're getting a six, eight starter with three pitches, you know, that are weapons at the next level, right? You've got the fastball. Um, I think with his cutter, he was running like over 50 or a 40% chase rate and over a 40% whiff rate um, or cutter slider, depending on what you want to call it. Um, and then, you know, he's got a breaking or a true down or breaking ball. Um, and, and you just don't find that, right. A guy who's got that delivery, that body and that, um, you know, package. Um, and so it's like, I know, I think I had him in the 95, you know, to hundred range. So it's an, I don't think it's a guy who, you know, we look up and he's getting popped in like the first round or anything, but I think he's a guy who, you know, you get back into that, you know, second compensatory round and somebody's like, you know what, we're going to take a chance here on a guy who's who's got a package to be a major league starter. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, as I was going through it last year, he was a transfer to Bloomington from, I believe it was Western Kentucky. You know, I was continuously seeing his name up there on different draft boards. I'm like, man, I'm excited to see this guy. He obviously made it. He obviously uh, pitched very, very well last year as a sophomore, but uh, um, it's kind of sad to see that he won't be pitching there this upcoming year. But um, not again, obviously I'm always rooting for the Hoosiers. I'm always excited to see where those type of guys go. Um, but uh you know, moving on from, you know, more of the more specific guys to maybe just some guys who are under the radar. You know, we've talked about some of these top guys. Who are some of those high school prospects, maybe even some college prospects as well, um, that are just under the radar that maybe not too many people are talking about? Um, take us through who maybe some of those guys would be. So um, let me actually – I'm going to pull up uh, my board a little bit and see if uh, see if I've got any, any, uh, any names that I'm cooking up for you. Um, yeah, so a guy who I really like is Sean Keys at Bucknell, and he's a guy who comes, uh, comes across great in, uh, on all my models. Like all my models are telling me that he is a, um, first or second round talent. And he's a guy who, you know, you look and, you know, in the mainstream, he gets a little love, but not like, not a ton, obviously being at Bucknell, um, you know, there's, there's some limitations there just from the mainstream called so-called mainstream uh, draft media um but he's a guy who i think like if he goes out and hits this year you know we could look up and he's he's a guy who goes really good in the draft and then just with some uh some high school guys i had a conversation uh with somebody about cole green who is a um, rice commit out of north carolina shortstop um great athlete um you know, he'll make some plays at shortstop, flash the leather, and then he uh, he lit it up at WWBA. 
And I don't think I've seen him on any draft lists. Um, I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even know the name until um, maybe last week, but he's a guy who, uh, if you talk to some people in the Carolinas, you might hear some good things about. Um, and then a guy who, uh, who I also like is Dylan Jordan. Um, you know, I had him in that, in that 110 range, but he's a guy who, He's similar to Oki um, in, in the way that he's getting behind the fastball, um, getting it up from a low low release height. Um, just an, an analytically special guy. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, you talk about your models there. I'm sure that's some sort of maybe like an Excel thing you got going on there where you take it consideration to certain analytics compared to others. Um, take us through, how, how'd you go about building those models? Yeah. I know, so... you know, what are some of the more important things there on them? Kind of take us through that. Yeah, so my models, uh, they're built in our studio. Um, they are looking at, for high school bats, we're looking at um, jump testing, um, you know, height, weight, 60-yard uh, dash, or 30-yard dash, I believe, um, and just, just getting an athleticism grade, and then as well as um, blast motion profiles, um, just seeing how things come across with that. Um, and that's that's been a a way of evaluating that's treated me well with some guys, um, you know, Easton Brayfogle, um, that's a guy out of um, Minnesota, I believe, who um, he, he didn't get much mainstream love in the draft at all. You know, I had a, I think a second round grade on him and, you know, he's, he's a guy who went to Arizona and this year he's, he's starting in center field day one, had a power five program. Um, you know, he's, he's a guy who I, I really like. He's, he's performed and that's kind of just, uh, just the model working some magic. And then for, uh, for the college bats, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I'm grading the hit tool based on swing decisions and bat to ball skills. And then I'm grading, um, power, um, in with a production or, or I should say I'm grading batted ball outcomes with a production score and then with a power score. So I'm looking at, all right, what is the, you know, average batted ball outcome? Um, what is like the, you know, launch angle profile, the exit velocity profile look like compared with the top end of, you know, pure power and just kind of combining that with uh, um, a positional scale um, of values to uh to kind of get a score for each player and that's kind of kind of how i'm lining the board up right now okay so uh i guess the last uh segment i do want to dig into a little fun game here that i started with uh prep baseball indiana's lead guy cooper trinkle we did it got a lot of social media buzz people loved it got to spread a little bit of love to a bunch of different guys uh let's build our let's build your dream player for that 2024 draft class We'll do it. We'll separate it from high school to college because I know sometimes it's tough to you know compare high school to a college guy, whatever. Um, build your dream player from that. We'll start off with the 2024 high school okay. draft class. We'll okay. do hit tool, power, field, their arm, their arm as well, their speed, and then we'll add in IQ and swagger. If okay. Those as well. So seven topics there. Dream player within the high school class. What would that right. look like? Let's see it. Um, for hit, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my boy PJ. Um, here. Um, he's he's one of the best pure bats in the class. Um, just just very well rounded approach at the plate. You know, puts the ball in play. 
Um, so, so a guy who I really like, and then for, for power, I'm going to go with Connor Griffin. And I don't know if you've ever seen him hit batting practice, but he was, uh, on the backfields of, uh, of team USA's complex, which are notoriously just dead fields. You know, the wind doesn't blow, the ball doesn't carry. He was, you know, he was attacking that batter's eye. Um, and, and so that's just a guy who's, who's really special in a lot of different ways. And um, let's see, what do we got next? We got uh, fielding. Field. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Charlie Bates out of Palo Alto. And he's a guy who, you know, he, he plays that shortstop position very, very well. And he's, he's not the best athlete in the class. He's not the, uh, he, he hasn't got the best arm, but the way he handles himself, you know, the routes he takes, um, you know, at the shortstop position. And then he obviously has the hands uh, to play the position are just, it's special. It's special. Um, let's see. Are we on, uh, are we on speed? Uh, well, you can do either or, arm or speed. Either arm one. or speed. Um, for arm, I'm going to go with uh, Bryce Rayner. Um, you know, shortstop third base, also up to 96 on the mound. Um, you know, his arm, great across the infield, great on the mound. Um, for speed, I will go with, let's see, who comes to mind for speed? There's a lot of guys. Um, maybe Dante Nori. I know he's, he's a guy who comes to mind. Um, I believe out of Michigan. I saw him with with the uh, with the Canes this summer, and he was he was putting up some some nice run times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was putting up some good run times. Um, IQ is a hard one. That's a hard one. Um, I might I might throw Slade Caldwell out there. Um, and not not particularly, I IQ in a sense, but more the approach to the game. I mean, he approaches the game with just a tenacity. Um, you know, he's a smaller guy. He's maybe, I've stood next to him, he's maybe 5'7". Um, but he's he's a guy who just attacks the game. And I think that kind of that kind of mindset is it's just infectious, you know, with, you know, you put him on a team and just, you know, you got a guy who goes about his business and just attacks every day. That's that's going to be infectious just in the locker room, in the clubhouse. Yeah, he's one of, one of Coach Brewster's boys, play for the yes. State for a little bit. yes. Um, and then swagger. Um, hmm. I was gonna. I, I might throw my boy PJ out there again. I mean, he's he's the guy who comes to mind as having you know, the pink bad and the uh, the cleats. He's kind of that that Max Clark kind of um, kind of style for this yeah. year. Yeah, for sure. After yeah. uh, after Max last year, I mean, there's a lot of guys you know swinging pink bats who having yeah. different colored cleats. You know, you gotta love it. You know, you gotta, oh, yeah. you gotta love that uh, marketability within the game of baseball. You know, I'm a, oh, I'm a big believer on that. You know, um, no, so that that's definitely exciting to see. But um, if you're kind of taking that to the college level, building a dream player for this year's draft class, what okay. would that dream college player look like? Well, the dream hit tool would have to be JJ JJ Weatherholt, um, out of West Virginia. Um, I had him as the best pure hitter in the country last year. Um, point blank so he's a guy who can he can he can really swing it um and then power uh 
Uh, let's go with Dakota Jordan out of Mississippi State. Um, he's a guy who he lights the baseball up. He lights it up. Um, I mean, you could probably throw in Jack Caglione um, kind of interchangeably with with Dakota, but those are the two guys who really come to mind as having that top-end kind of power production um, in this class. Um, and then let's go with uh, Anthony Silva from TCU for the field. And I don't know if there's a video of this on the internet, but I was at a game at the Team USA trials down in Cary. And there was a ball that was hit back up the middle. It kicked off like the pitcher's ankle and kind of like, you know, Anthony, he was coming up to, up to second to make the play. And he kind of goes back, grabs it, you know, spins, you know, throws a dart out at first. It was just, it was one of the most impressive feats of athleticism of a glove that I've seen yeah. on, on a baseball yeah. field. And he's a guy who kind of, he, he does that. That's, that's what he does. Um, for speed, I'm going to throw out, um, let's go with Vance Honeycutt. Um, he's a guy who, um, he's just, he's a great athlete, great athlete at, uh, um, North Carolina, you know, center fielder, very, very, very talented, very, very talented. Um, and so that's, that's a guy who I, who I really like. Um, let's see. For IQ, um, that's a hard one. IQ, I think it's it's a hard one for the for the college guys because I usually don't see as much of them yeah. um, in person as I see of the of the high school guys. So I might have to get back to you on that one. Okay, all right. Um, so then we got arm and for, swagger left for arm and swagger. Um, for arm, I'm gonna throw out um, I'm gonna throw out Cags. Uh, he's He's a guy who that that might be cheating a little bit. Um, you know, he's a first baseman. Uh, you know, when he's when he's hitting, but you throw him on that mound and it's it's upper nines. It's yeah. upper nines. So I don't know if there's a guy who I can think of who uh, who kind of plays um, you know plays the field with that kind of that kind of arm talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for swagger, um, let's see. Nick Kurtz, Nick Kurtz. I like Nick Kurtz. I like the way he plays the game. Um, kind of that, that, that personality will shine through. Um, so that's, that's my guy for the, uh, for that. And then let's see for IQ. Um, IQ, I might do maybe, uh, Maybe Seaver King. Maybe Seaver King. Okay. He's a guy who he made a lot of good decisions when I saw him um this summer at Team USA. He made a lot of good decisions. Okay. So uh kind of moving it to the pitching side there. Obviously, you talk about Jack there a couple times. I'm sure he'll be on that when it comes to the college side. Uh we'll start off on the high school side though. You're building your dream pitcher, build a pitcher. Uh we'll do fastball. And then I got curveball, changeup slider listed. That's just what I did there with again with Cooper Trinkle. Um, if you just want to do breaking ball, whatever we can, we can do, we can kind of see where that goes, but, uh, fastball, curveball, change up slider. We'll do control. We'll do athleticism. Then we'll do body okay. swagger as well on the, on the, on the pitching side. Well, for the fastball, I'm going to have to go with Carson Wiggins. Um, that's Jackson Wiggins, little brother. Um, 
you know, he's, he's a triple digit guy this spring. I'm calling it right now. He's a triple digit guy. I've seen him up to 99 in the summer. Um, you know, it's a special kind of, uh, kind of profile, very, very electric. He just, uh, man, I hate to say it, but he, he just doesn't know where the ball is going. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, that he kind of puts it together and he can yeah. take that next jump. Um, for curveball, I'll go with, uh, William Schmidt out of, uh, Louisiana, I believe. Um, he's a guy who, he was spinning that, that downer, um, at Lake Point all summer. Um, I think that's probably his primary weapon. So he's a guy who comes to mind for curveball. And then, uh, um, for changeup, let me, let me think about that. Uh, changeup might be, I think Levi Sterling, I, I think he's, he's got this splitter kind of splittery type thing going on. Um, that I was kind of intrigued by that kind of, that kind of left an impression in my mind of a guy who's, who's got a little bit of something unique um, as opposed to like, just, you know, best, best change up, you know, straight up, just something a little bit, a little bit unique that you don't see every day. Yeah. Um, so I like that. And then I think I, I said this before, but for slider, um, Joey Oki, um, that's a guy who, you know, he'll, he'll sling it. It'll get, it'll get a horizontal on you. It'll get horizontal on you for sure. Um, you know, it's, it's just going like ridiculous numbers. You know, I'm, I'm uh, continually impressed by, by how, uh, how he's getting that going. Um, control. Uh, one of the more polished guys. Um Maybe I've seen Chase Mobley do it before. I've seen him do it before where he kind of just, he kind of just sticks in the zone. Um, and uh, I've got this philosophy with high school arms. If you see it once it's there. Um, so you can, you can grade it. If you see it once you can grade it because I'm just going to be honest with a lot of them, you go and you know, it's one inning and they command the baseball and it's really good and it looks, you know, it looks pro ready. And then you get to the second inning and it fades a little bit. And then you get like three innings in and it's just, it's just kind of gone. So I usually, I usually try to be forgiving when I'm, when I'm grading the, the high school arms. Yeah. Um, for body, uh, Anson Cyber, he is, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. Um, that's like, that's that quintessential starter body. Um, I'm going to see, I think he, he might be six, eight. Um, might be, yep. Six, eight, two twenty. He's, he's a big dude, very physically, physically imposing. Um, for athleticism, I might go, I might go Bryce Rayner again, because I have seen him pitch and he is very, he is very loose, wiry, athletic. Um, more so than, than most of the other, um, kind of top arms, just because, you know, he, he is that two-way guy. Um, you know, he is a great runner as well. Um, which is kind of something that, you know, is a little bit unique to, to a lot of the more PO kind of types where you, I mean, I don't know if they, like, I don't know if they can run, they don't run sixties. So, um, that might be, might be cheating again, but he's a guy who I, I really like as an athlete. Yeah. Um, 
and then swagger. Um, Carson Messina. Carson Messina's got a little bit of some swagger to him. I mean, he, he's a competitor on that mound, and he'll he'll let you know about it. Yeah, he's no, uh, he's he. I believe he plays at Somerville with uh, PJ Morlando in high school ball. Okay. So that's guess, a good little I, team right there. I didn't I didn't realize they were both on that same team. You know, I've I've seen both of them. Uh, um, I guess because they both played for the Canes, I believe. Yes. Um, yes. I remember watching them uh, this past summer, and then I think I saw PJ in Jupiter. Um, and then you know Carson's older brother Cole. I mean, he was tearing yes. it up last year at South Carolina. So I'm It'll sure be he'll good. be. I'm sure he'll be a guy to be looking out for in that 2025 draft. Uh, yeah. Unless it, he's not sophomore eligible, correct? I don't. He might really, actually be. He might be. I can't remember. Um, but either way, I mean, he's definitely a guy to be looking out for this spring, no matter what. But oh, definitely. But uh, definitely. Uh, moving it to the college side, um, kind of last segment here before we do kind of end it off. Um, same thing. You're building a pitcher from that 2024 draft class, all college guys. Again, I'm sure Jack's going to be in here quite a bit. I'm sure maybe Chase yeah. Burns might be in here. Um, kind of take us through, you know, what what would be that built dream pitcher um, from college prospects yeah. for the 24 draft? So, I mean, fastball, that's got to be Chase Burns. That's got to be Chase Burns all day, every day. I mean, there's just, you know, there's a lot you can say about uh, – you know, different guys and, you know, what you're always going to come back to is Chase Burns is a triple digit guy who can, you know, get that fastball elevated. And, you know, when he puts it on you, it's like, there's not much you can do about it. There's just not much you can do. And it's just like, he'll freaking suffocate you. Yeah. He'll freaking suffocate you. Um, for, Let's go. I'm going to go body and just swing it back to Jack um, real quick. Um, I'm, I'm going to swing that back to Jack because, man, I, uh, I I stood next to him um, while he was, like, waiting to go into the cage for BP this summer. And I just – I look over. And I was – I thought he was, uh, was going to be out until they started, like, their series against Chinese Taipei. And I just look over and I like, I like look back and I'm like, what, like what? <laughs> this guy's like, he, his arms were the size of my head. You know, he's standing there. He just looks, he's like, what's up? Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm like, wow. Like this guy's built. <laughs> this guy's built. I mean, he, he was walking with, uh, like with the team and it was just like, you know, you see everybody go by like the big guys, you know, Michael Massey, I mean, at Wake Forest, like, you know, they'll walk by and then you see Jack and it's just like, oh, yeah, that guy's a unit. That guy is a unit. I mean, why? like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. yeah. Um, let me see. For athleticism, I might do, I might do another two-way guy. I think I got a two-way guy in mind. Um, maybe Braden Montgomery. I mean, he's uh, – He's a guy who I'm not sure how much he'll pitch this year. Um, but he definitely has something on the mound. And he's also a center field athlete. He is like, he's a plus athlete legitimately. Um, so he's a guy who I really like um, in terms of that. Um, hmm. I know Trey Yesovich has a really good... Um, it's kind of a gyro slider. It's not, it's not as much a sweeper, 
but I saw him pitch and it, I really, really liked it. I did really like it. Um, so I might throw him in there for slider. Um, yeah, I think I might throw him in there for slider. And then for control, let's do Tyson Neighbors. Okay. Um, I know he's not going to start this year. Um, unfortunately, so his, uh, his stock might not get as high as I'd like it to get. Um, but I mean, he's a guy who he can get in, in that zone. He doesn't, you know, he's not spraying it. So he's, he's kind of sticking there a little bit, but I mean, man, if he, if he could, he could have started this year and if he, he would have like, I think it's a guy who goes in the first round. Um, so that kind of, that kind of, that kind of hurt to see a little bit. Yeah. Um, unfortunate but it is what it is i mean um you know you got you got guys you know who you know they're just better off you know doing doing things out of the pen you know you can't you can't kind of just uh expect that of everybody you know that they can start right mm -hmm. so for curveball um I think Gage jump jumps to mind that's uh that's my buddy Mason McCray's guy and he was uh you know, elevate the four seamer, drop the, drop the banger in high school. Um, really, you know, really data, you know, driven guy. And, um, you know, he missed last year uh, with injury and he's back this year. He's going to miss the first week, but he should be back next week. I've heard, um, or at least in the next couple weeks with LSU. So he's another, another UCLA to LSU guy going to be on that staff with Badger Heard. Um, so I think he's going to be, he's going to be a really fun one for a lot of people to watch because it's going to be you know, really his first introduction um, to, I guess, a lot of college baseball fans. Yeah. Um, at least in the past year. All right. And we're looking at, I believe, swagger and change up left. Swagger and change up. Okay. Um, let's see. Swagger and change up. Um, let's go Andrew Dukanich, um, a little Indiana guy for swagger. He is, uh, man, he's, he's a guy who, uh, he plays with a lot of passion. He really does. He's, he's a very passionate kind of guy, um, on the mound. And, um, you know, I, I knew him a little bit in high school and he was always, he was always that like spark plug kind of, kind of player. Um, go let's see um change up is is always a hard one because usually i'm a i'm a breaking ball guy yeah usually i'm a breaking ball guy so every now and again i'll, I'll struggle with the change ups um let's see maybe jonathan santucci the left-handed pitcher at duke Left-handed pitcher at Duke, he's got, you know, again, some of those splitter traits. Um, and it's a, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good pitch. It's a plus pitch. Um, you know, I'm not sure if uh, maybe there's a guy, there's probably an obvious guy who I'm just, I, I'm just not getting in my mind right now. Yeah. But definitely Santucci comes to mind as having something again, that's a little bit unique. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, you know, like I said, that's kind of our final segment here. I mean, if there's anything else you want me to, you know, throw your way. Maybe if you want to talk a little bit else, about something else, maybe some names to watch in that 2025 draft, maybe 
I, I don't know. Whatever you want to talk. I mean, if you want to end it off, something was doing something hey. else. Let me know. But um, anything else you want to talk about before we kind of end this thing off? I'm always happy to throw some props towards my guy Ethan Holiday. Um, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be very special next year to watch. Um, you know him and his brother. Um, I think they got a chance to do the the one one thing together. Um, so that'll be that'll be something I'm excited to watch next year. But I mean, just for everybody you know out there. Um, I mean, I'm always happy to talk to anybody about the draft, about you know college baseball. I'm just, you know, I'm a hobbyist, right, about about the game. And so I think just talking to you, always happy to chat, always happy to chat with anybody listening or any players, you know, if they've got questions, just let me know. Okay. All right. We'll have to we'll have to get you back here uh on on the show after the draft and kind of get a little reaction yeah. there for you, see what's yeah. going on, maybe do a little way too early 2025 uh you know, draft preview. And then again, maybe this time next year, we'll dig into the same thing when it comes to uh, that 2025 draft. But um, anyway, man, you know, really appreciate you coming on the show. It was great talking to you. You know, I learned a lot today, shoot, from about, about a lot of different guys. Um, you know, really excited to, you know, see where your career ends up. I know, obviously, I've seen a lot of hard work going your way, um, you know, with your internship, working for uh, Mercer's Baseball Program, doing all that stuff on Twitter, love all the content. Again, we're, we have a lot of guys crossing paths, guys who've been on the podcast, guys Definitely. you do evaluations yeah. on. Uh, but again, I really appreciate you coming on the show as you move forward here these next couple of years at Mercer, years down the road, hopefully when you're running a draft room somewhere. Um, you know, hoping hoping you have the you know best of luck. Hopefully, getting a couple World Series rings underneath your belt in the years to come. Yeah. But uh, uh, no, man, just again, appreciate you coming on the show. Definitely, and I uh, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to chat. I know we we had to line up our schedules a bit, but um, yeah, really excited. Um, and shameless plug, but go Bears. There we go. That's hey, you you stole my line. That's how I was going to end it off. Go Mercer. I'm um, hoping for a good season for those guys. I'll definitely be following because of uh, because of you kind of seeing what they do. But again, just appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for uh, thank you for having me on.